I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. With the Citizenship Amendment Bill and the encounter in Telangana, one of the talking points in the country is just what is moral what is judicial, what is right. And perhaps there's no one better to guide us on that than Justice Lodha, former Chief Justice of India of the Supreme Court. And he joins me now. Thank you so much, sir, for being Thank on you. the record on this at a time when we really need an understanding about what is right. Because it all seems to be a gray area. Justice Lodha, I want to start by asking you something which is happening and debated at the moment in in parliament right now which is the citizenship amendment bill so many people are pointing out sir that it's completely against the constitution the government of course says no it's not because there are several clauses which allow for this is it unconstitutional uh, look it's premature to make any observation on this law uh, because uh, it will be debated uh, we don't know what will be ultimate structure of this law uh, if it meets the constitutional uh, requirements, uh, uh, perhaps the law may be valid. But at this stage, I think let debate go on. Let lawmakers uh, raise their issues. And then we must wait for a formalization of the law uh, if the bill is passed by the parliament and it becomes law. Is it wrong to say that people from across other countries can come to our country if they are facing persecution. Everyone other than Muslims, is that by itself, just that bit, is that unconstitutional? Exclusion based on religion uh, may not satisfy the uh, touchstone of constitutional provisions. I can only comment uh, nothing beyond it right now. Okay, I understand. So let's talk about something which perhaps you're much more, you may be free to talk about much more because it has already happened. We've seen the encounter of four people who were accused of the rape and murder of a veterinarian in Telangana. Many people, sir, are cheering it. They're celebrating it. They're saying the government ordered it. They're saying the policemen should be fated because the courts... The judiciary you were part of just takes too long. What is your reaction to that, sir? Oh, it's shocking. Uh, people seem to have lost faith in rule of law. And uh, it appears that uh, we are heading to, if you have heard Hammurabi's code, which was 17th century uh, code by Babylonian king. And... The prologue of that law said to make 
justice visible in the land, destroy the wicked and evil doer. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, nail for nail, that used to be the punishment. We are heading to that, it's mob mentality. We seem to have lost our faith in fair trial, criminal justice system, uh, procedural uh, due uh, uh, processes. This is really unfortunate. And coming as they are coming from lawmaker, lawmakers, people uh, who have taken oath uh, to be protecting the citizens' rights in accordance with law and constitution, they are talking like this. It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Uh, but maybe, uh, I, I, I can't say it is ignorance of law, because if a minister of Telangana says that the reconstruction of crime scene was at the instruction from the above, and the police did what they were asked to do, I think that we are destroyed the rule of law and heading to very bad times. How do we change that? How do we turn it around? No, we have to improve criminal justice system uh, because it right now is in shattered position. Look, criminal justice system has four main components. Uh, the police, the prosecution, the bar, and the judiciary. Way back in 2006, the Supreme Court in Prakash Singh's case issued directives for police reforms. And two key directives were to separate investigation from law and order and to ensure that the government does not make unwarranted interference in police functions. Both of these directives and many others which have been given by the Supreme Court uh, remain unimplemented for more than 13 years. So far as prosecution is concerned, it largely depends on investigation. Scientific investigation is a core uh, part of investigation, and you'll be surprised to know, in a country of 1.3 billion, we have only seven forensic laboratories. Mm. The reports from the forensic central forensic laboratories remain pending for months and years, and therefore the prosecution is either delayed or it's not effectively completed. Then comes the bar. The lawyers in the matters of serious crimes even, they seek adjournment. And the judiciary, because of your workload, they grant the adjournments at the drop of the hat. It is all these multiple factors uh, that has really created uh, this situation. Uh, the, the government is spending hardly 0.08% of GDP on judiciary. How do you expect system to improve? The vacancies remain for years together. At any point of time, be it subordinate judiciary, be it high courts, 30 to 40% vacancies remain. 
uh, justice is not given in time uh, because of diverse reasons which I have already indicated. Knee-jerk reactions are there. There is a blame game that judiciary must do its duty mm. without actually providing them the infrastructure, without spending uh, on, on vital aspects like uh, police reforms, uh, uh, creation of a strong police force for investigation, then having scientific investigation methods, Sir. creation of tools. Sir, I wanted to ask you, and you know, you're, you're pointing out exactly why the blame on the judiciary is wrong because they haven't given the money. So blaming the judiciary and the long delays on the government's part is completely unwarranted. So I wanted to ask you, what is, like you said, popular in the popular space, celebrities and all are all, many of them are commending the police for this extrajudicial action. I wanted to ask you, sir, is the judiciary divided on this or are you all unanimous this is wrong? No, no, this is wrong. How can judiciary be divided on it? Look, the first work of judiciary is to maintain rule of law. Every accused must be brought to justice. This is not the way. This is no justice. This is, there is no rule of law functioning. So what should happen to the police officers who have done No, that? they, of course, they, they should be brought to justice now. Yeah. Because nobody can escape justice. Uh, rule of law must have its course and must run its course. So you're saying there can't be two opinions about this. That's what Absolutely you're saying. Absolutely not. That's what I feel. Why is it that people who we look up to, sports, sporting stars, film stars, um, former ministers, ministers, they're all saying... No, I told you, no, because it's mob mentality. It's you are, you, we are heading to a system where rule of law does not work. People want instant results. They, they, don't, they don't believe in fair trial. They, they perhaps have forgotten constitutional norms. The very unfortunate part, uh, because uh, the very faith in the system seems to have been lost. Oh my God. This is, this is, you know, we have, to, we have to strengthen the institutions. We have to improve the systems. Instead of destroying the systems by applauding, uh, a wrongful acts of police encounter or anything like that. Thank you for speaking My with us. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.